Hello, everyone, and welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian, and I am joined this cast by the one, the only, Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you, buddy? What's up? Uh, not much, bruh. Not much, bruh. How was your Thanksgiving? Dude, Thanksgiving was fantastic. Um, it So the day of Thanksgiving was nice. Um, slow pace. Obviously, Thanksgiving every year is it's a little bit different for various, you know, um, circumstances, both within our family and within our friends group. So it's always a somber, somber mm-hmm. occasion. But um, it always is a chance to, you know, get back to the family and get back to what's important. So for that component, it was a great day. Um, you know, get back to just level setting. Sometimes you run so fast you forget kind of, you know. The shit that actually matters. So I think that uh, I will give the Americans that Thanksgiving is a day that should be celebrated everywhere in the world. Y'all had it right on that one. Halloween debatable. I no, fucking Halloween. hate Halloween. Halloween <laughs> is one of those weird ones. Like, hey, if you're into horror shit, cool. Halloween's just a an excuse for you to be weird. But I mean, I encourage people to be themselves twenty four seven. So if you're into Halloween horror shit. Like, don't settle it to one day. Just let that be you. And fucking, if people can put their live, laugh, love signs up on their up on their kitchen walls, then you can put the bleed, bitch, bleed up on your walls, I guess, too. You know, who am I to judge? Who you am know, I? Okay, so I, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Halloween. I just don't, I don't understand the hype, okay? Mm. It's a candy holiday. You guys dress up. You have a good time. Fine, cool. You know, you could do that any other day. Uh, it honestly does not have to be Halloween. So right, that's what I'm saying. Um, like, don't don't just don't corner cornhole it into one day, candy yeah. cornhole it into one day. Spread so, that shit so, out. Yeah. So I, I I I guess that's the reason I don't understand Halloween. Now Halloween, back in my childhood in South Africa, was not celebrated. It was a Satanist holiday. Um, oh, now, evangelical Christians got a hold of you, huh? Yeah. So yeah. now now that it is a thing, it's kind of <laughs> like you know I was introduced too late to it. Um, even though several adults in South Africa are trying to make it happen, it's it's not as big of a thing down there as it uh, is here. So. You make it sound like you heard about it. Now, every year since, you've gone as a slutty nurse every year for Halloween. You're like, I'm just going to make up for lost time. Yep. <laughs> so so um, I think, yeah, I think if you're making up for lost time, it definitely involves a lot of risque costumes. Oh, yeah. Um, Got it. You're like, oh, I did. I, and then you could always just say, "What's well, my first Halloween? I wasn't aware." Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to wear pants. I thought you know, this, this was isn't a cross-dressing Halloween. You're not going to a strip club. I thought this was oh, Carnival, but like American. I, I was, oh shit! Totally mistaken. I'm mm. sorry. Back in my homeland, it's actually a different day. Mm. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's the second Tuesday in April. That's right. Every year. Yeah, I was just all I was doing was just dressing normal. Um, <laughs> Are you drinking anything fun tonight, Frank? Dude, uh, having a little juice pack from Tups. Did they mm. used to call this Daddy's Juice Pack, and then they changed it? That was actually a different brewery. That was a brewery oh, okay. out of East Texas. I mean, you know how they classify East Texas as anything east of Dallas? Yeah, one yeah. of those one of those places. Uh, I forget what it was or who made it. People are probably screaming at their, po- at their podcast device, but... Tweet at us or uh, direct message us over on a Twitter or Instagram at No Beer Left Cast. Hit us up over there. Let us know what the name of that brewery is. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I think whenever we mention this beer, Your here tu- to four. Tups Juice Pack, yes. Yeah, 
heretofore we shall refer to it as the beer that saved Tups, because this beer was the comeback. Oh, for this you, was the comeback for you. That was the comeback for all of us. No, no, you didn't I, want to try Tups no, again. We had so many no, shit experiences. I had with Tups. I had a bunch of shit experiences with Tups. I had other beers before until Juice Pack. this brew. Okay, until this brew in Frank's this was world, the big comeback in Frank's in Frank's script that he's writing for the That's Tups right. comeback. The fucking uh, oh god damn it was that the the departed uh, Tups comeback story. That's right. So the Juice um, Pack opens the, the the elevator doors open and Juice Pack shoots Made in the Shade right in the head. So it's a departed reference. I'm just gonna say yeah no I get it okay departed reference well, for the cool. people at home awesome. for the people at home I've seen the movie cool yeah okay um, great movie. Um, so yeah, Daddy's Juice Pack or Juice Pack, sorry. Yes. Great, great beer. Absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, it's it's even better than I recall. It's just, it's 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 been a while, right? Stained, God. stained. Parker so Parker's probably singing it in his bathroom um, right now. So, I will say, um, totally worth the six pack price. And then on the back burner, I've got the ugly Christmas sweater, which I'll probably have one of those as well. Nice, nice, nice. Um, what are you drinking, Brian? I am having a bit of a, I don't know, clearing of the lungs, I guess. Kind of clearing out their fridge a bit. <clears throat> I, uh, I'm i drinking Shinerbach right now, which okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I, uh, I Every year uh, for the holidays, I typically pick up Shinerbach. It's something that I can take to my family and uh, you know share it with them. They enjoy it. I can have a few, and they drink the rest. It's good times. Well, I got into that habit, and I got it again, and I realized <sighs> I don't need a case of it, honestly. I, I, I just don't. I realized that I would much rather just drink Coors Light or Miller Light <laughs> or Coors yeah, Banquet. Shiner Shiner's one of those interesting... I can't drink a case of Shiner either. I'm I'm happy to like Corona Light. Always nice to have on hand. Like, funny you mention that. On deck, I have a not a tall boy. I don't know what. Okay, so when I say tall boy, what's the package size that you think of? A pint, like a, a pint, a sixteen ounce can, right? Yeah. Right. What do you call a twenty four ounce can? Is that big boy? Magnum. We're just gonna call it a Magnum. A Magnum double XL. Yeah, okay. That's what you call a bigger a bigger champagne bottle or bigger wine bottle. Oh, that's it. That's where you're going with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's cool. So a Magnum. Yeah. Even though I think a Magnum is a liter and a half, right? It's normally a double, yeah. Yeah, so it's normally a double. So it's got to be somewhere in between a Magnum and a and a handle. No, yeah, you know, it's less than a half a handle. What's half a It's just a fucking God damn it. Yep. Now, no now we're getting into weird ter we got to come up with it but that's that's what that's what we've been put here to think, do I'm pretty sure Google will tell us name for 32 ounce no, beer No 24 ounce beer not a 32 cuz 32 I mean so 25.4 has that special it's, it's place It's known it's known as a silo I'm not mad at that you know I I call the 19.2 ounce cans a stovepipe I can yeah. go with a silo So 19.2 is called a stovepipe You're welcome Six 16 is a tall boy. Okay. 22 is a bomber or double deuce. Yeah. It's also and then 22 and 750, 750 milliliter interchangeable yep, bomber. And, and then 24 is our silos, whereas uh, 40 ounces are hobo cans. 
I don't like that. I I love no, it. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. Oh, they also twenty four ounce cans are also known as known as hobo can. I don't like that. I like silos. That's yeah. good for me. Also, to offend people while we're like, yeah. yeah. What are we doing here? It, it, the, the can doesn't fit in a bindle. Okay, you're not going to be throwing that on a stick and walking around the railroad tracks. Uh, and also, also as a, as an individual who might may or may not be homeless, is it not more sensible to buy? three beers or in some cases or you know a beer and a half yeah. in most you buy and, in you quantity know, you get a discount in quantity you know and yeah, you're mean, not you're not throwing wait well, listen when you crush a 24 ounce can and then you just literally throw it by the wayside they're even thinking about the environment that's only one bit of trash if that's you right. drink two 12 ounce cans same amount of liquid double the amount of trash you know that's exactly right they're being that's just exactly e- right. it's economics people Anyway, right. uh, all that to say, 25-ounce cans, uh, those are called oil cans. Only one that you'll find in America usually are Foster's. You know, Australian for beer, made in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, That's right. The 32-ounce cans. I, I, I have heard rumor that, well, not rumor. I'm pretty sure it's probably true because it's fucking America. And for whatever reason, Outback Steakhouse claims to be Australian. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure Australians would spit in that food. Um, the, uh, the Foster's brand in Australia is absolute shit dog shit beer. It's like Stella. I mean, it's, it's dog shit beer here. It's uh, not Actually, good. dude, I'm, yes, it's not. It's good. So if you, you it, like Foster's, I, I love Foster's green can. I've never had good Foster. Oh, green can I've never had. Okay. So get yourself a green can. They sell at Walmart usually or blue okay. can. doesn't matter. So the blue can is a lager. It's eh, mm-hmm. it's whatever. It's negligible. It's near as makes no difference to fucking. If you pour it next to Lone Star, uh, or and Foster's interchangeable. Um, but Lone Star Green Can is actually technically a bitter, an English style bitter. No, um, oh, I can I can get down with that. But now Foster's only come in cans, and one of the biggest problems they had were light struck because they were super light beers, uh, which happens in bottles. So when they switched well, over to cans only, singles only, at least here in North Texas, I fucking love that shit. Well, Brian, I'm just going to tell you, that is a great, great interlude to our fact-checked Wednesday segment here. Yeah. Um, so we got fact-checked by Ooh. our Australian compadres on... The 60 Minutes podcast that we did about the uh, the mud is in Byron Bay. Or oh, yeah. Bo- I the, said Bondi Beach. Okay. Yeah. So let me let me let me quickly correct a couple a couple of factoids. Okay, please. Uh, really, only one. Uh-huh. So for for whatever reason, I had Bondi Beach, and I think it's just it just popped in my head at the time, mm-hmm. um, and I misspoke. Actually, where people get killed as tourists is Byron Bay. Mm. Um, and I think it's because they get so fucked and there's a huge nature reserve out there and 99% of them don't get killed they get lost and, and they, then they're just assumed dead and they die um, in the fucking land that is trying to take like <laughs> it's trying to take back its its remnants yep so so when whenever you're in Australia if you're anywhere near Byron Bay or even visiting Byron Bay don't get too hammered because you might get moited, or you might actually just end up dead in the middle of a field because of exposure. I'm sorry, moited? Uh, what is moited. that? Are you fucking Bugs Bunny right now? What the hell's happening? 
That's how they used to say it in Brooklyn back in the day. Yeah, I think he got mated. Well, because we know the Brooklyn-Australia connection, obviously, that makes sense. That's right, that's right. Uh, all that to say, uh, to bring up the size of cans, Frank, um, we were talking about... The, we're back on cans. Huh? We are, because it started out as, like, what did you, what we, what did you call a 16-ounce can, a tall boy, what did you call a 24-ounce can, and we decided that we're calling it a silo, so I'm now drinking a silo of Corona Familiar. Oh, nice. Which... Nice, nice. Might be my favorite Corona out there. Corona's great. Corona's great. Corona Familiar like is Premier. next level. Premier is good. Like, anybody who's drinking Michelob Ultra and they're like, I'm drinking healthy, you go fuck yourself. Get yourself Corona yep. Premier and enjoy. Exactly. Uh, so there's a there's a YouTube channel out there. Okay, so one last thing before we get to YouTube, because this will be, okay. again, a perfect transition. Um <laughs> Listener in Australia, also my cousin. Oh, thanks. Oh, you don't, you don't, hey, hey, hey. We have millions of listeners all across the globe. Do, no, Thousands got, of them are in Australia. We've got, we've got quite a few. My, my cousin was just the one who texted me. Mm, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. But he was saying that the uh, uh, 60 Minutes Australia is trash. I would 100% have to agree with that. Um, <laughs> I think 90% of their show, every show, fuck. That was one of the scariest things I've seen happen on live TV. My wife just, my wife came and tapped me on the shoulder. Okay, Frank, I am very sorry. What were you telling me about 60 Minutes? Now, what I was saying is, so 60 Minutes Australia uh, was indicated as being complete and utter trash. I'm agreeing with that. Um, I, I do believe, unless they had murder to cover or something about Chinese uh, immigrants doing something that Australians don't enjoy... Um, or and or uh, something about um, yeah, I mean it's always it's always something just they, they, let, me, let me put it this way 60 Minutes America covers real world events right. you know they're like this is what's happening in Syria let's show you behind the scenes go look at 60 Minutes Australia on YouTube and f- try to find something that's not murder, <laughs> that's not some Chinese conspiracy theory about gambling or Ooh. et cetera, et cetera, embezzlement, buying up too much property, whatever. Um, yeah, it's like uh, it's either going to be a bunch of first world problems or a discussion about murder. That's just what they cover. So basically, basically local news in America. Sure, but super enthralling <laughs> YouTube action. I will say, <laughs> like uh, as as trashy as it is, it can get you in. I'm not sure I would watch every episode every week, uh, but every once in a while something comes up and I'm like, "Ooh, catchy title! Let's see." Sometimes <laughs> I make it through. Sometimes I make it through. Yeah, I see. I um, get that. Not too often, but yeah. And some of the shit is just like spinning up. It, it, they'll they'll tell you in the beginning, you know. There's this controversy, and then they'll never get to a point. Mm. So they'll be like, "Today, this is what's happening in the courts," and you're like, "Okay, what was the purpose of this?" You like, know, to let you know. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> that was 45 minutes of my time wasted. I thought we were going to come to some level of a conclusion. Nope. Nope. 90% of the time, it's just like, and the murderer has never been caught. You're like, oh, cool. Okay. Yep. Could have gone without that. <laughs> you know what? You pause that. You come back to me yeah. when you catch the guy. Okay. I don't, I don't want to know. 
Exactly. And Greg's disappearance is still unsolved. <laughs> okay. Wow. Sorry, Greg. Apparently, don't go there. <laughs> Do you like? Are the rest of the news news stations down in Australia just like looking at them, being like, "God, these fucking people," and they're out there well, g- giving good news, or is it just those people who always make the blooper reel every year for newscasters? Well, let's think. Right, they're a day ahead of everybody. So, mm. if they're so, reporting America today. Jesus. That's a, that's stale news. Stale news. Well, so yeah, they've got to go find some shit out there. They're taking a step out on a thin <laughs> branch. Sometimes I get it. Like they don't know. Right. Like they're the first ones every, reporting every, on it. <laughs> every every t- exactly every time in America when something happens, they have to remind everybody. In America, yesterday, ooh. you're like, ooh, boy, it's, it's always just a little, you know, ch- yeah, a little knife twist in the, the knife. That's right. That's, that's right. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm pretty sure they celebrate New Year's Eve here in the next three days. Yeah, I, I, rumor has it that's what they do. Yeah. It would be hilarious if they were just like, if every one of their newscasts, like like what they call stingers, you know, it's like, news nine at ten. If they were just like, the actual first news, and they were like, the actual first reports. Yeah, yeah, the first news on Earth. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, I mean, I guess. Yeah, weird flex, <laughs> New, bro. New Zealand, New Zealand uh, just has an hour or two later newscast just so they can claim it. Yeah. Or Australia starts, instead of the 5 o'clock news, they do like the 2 p.m. news. Yeah, like, we don't want those fucking Kiwis getting uh, one up on us, no. That's right. That's right. Just Actually, the, comp- the competition in that part of the world is who's got the earliest newscast. So at the moment, they're at like two and one for the PM news. They don't call it the evening news anymore. It's just called the PM news. <laughs> Waiting to see who takes the last step. <laughs> Who's going to go straight up noon? Oh, man. That'd be, how hilarious would that be? Well, you know, that's what, fun story, that's what Fox like Fox news stations all across, like local news stations all across the United States in the late 90s, early 2000s. That's what they did. That's why they switched to the 9 o'clock news so they can give you the news first. Mm-hmm. And CBS, NBC, and AB, CBS, NBC, and ABC all went, go fuck yourself. We're going to do our shit at 10 and keep it at 10 because we got money to make, bitch. So Fox yeah, news... Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's really like kind of... How'd I put it? Shooting yourself in the proverbial foot there? Well, you know, wh- like what happened? You're, you're, well, did, did Fox run out of content? Yeah, well, it's a couple things. Fox either started primetime at 6 o'clock, so they'd be first to primetime. Or they oh, God, ran out of content. Simpsons would come on at 6. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Get that shit out of here. I love The Simpsons. It's how I met some of my best friends, Frank. Anyway. Um, yeah, but at 6, dude, come yes. on. You were still playing outside. No. no. In the summer, that sucked. No. It, well, in the summer, New Simpsons weren't on. They put they come on in the fall, mm-hmm. just like all other primetime does. And the only time they would get fucked is if they had a late, game, late Cowboys game. And fucking Fox would go over with Pat Summerall and fucking John Madden. Here's the guy. Mom, and mom would send you to bed. Mom would send you to bed. No, I would. Listen, I'd tell that lady, hey, I'm watching The Simpsons. And she would say, get the fuck to bed. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Simpsons from my room. It's fine. No big deal. I'll just go up there. It's like, yo, B, I'm watching The Simpsons in here, dude. And then you just hear bang, clang, pow. Like fucking Batman noises coming out of the living room as I was getting my ass beat. It's good. Yep, that's what would happen. Wait, hold on. So, a real serious question. You don't like The Simpsons? 
No, I love The Simpsons. Oh. You just, the timing of The Simpsons coming on, you didn't like. I did, I did, yeah, I, I, was not a, I was not a fan of the hour of the day that The Simpsons, like, I'm, I'm a person, even to this day. I'm the type of guy. I, I like, I don't know, like, what time do you go to bed? Like, 10, 11. Okay. I normally go to bed 11, 30, 1 o'clock. Like, traditionally. Tradi- yeah, in um, Spain, it's not uncommon to eat dinner at 10. <laughs> oh my god the fucking dinner party episode <laughs> wait 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 you haven't put it in the oven yet <laughs> how long does it take three About hours three, four, four hours <laughs> to braise okay yeah <laughs> to we're, braise the we're, lamb. we're doing dinner party references from the office but anyway <laughs> it's so good um yeah so but it was it was kind of like you know okay you remember when monday night raw moved from 7 to 8 p.m it just fucked with things like I liked The Simpsons at seven, and then they switched it to six, and then they because sw- they did the cartoon mania hour or some mm-hmm. bullshit. Yep, Sunday night. Um, yeah, I didn't like that. And then they eventually switched it back to seven, and all was right with the world. So, you know, it's just a yeah, little little television show history for you. <sighs> yeah, I was gonna say the fuck, kids yeah. the kids out there listening to this are like, what the fuck are these old guys talking about? Yeah, Uncle right. Frank and Uncle Brian are talking about some bullshit that happened when they had to look up the TV guide schedule on a paper. That's right. That's probably why I couldn't find Byron Bay. I didn't know it was on a map. Yeah, you also didn't know what a map was. That's or, right. Or any names in Australia, which was hilarious, by the way. I listened back to that episode and I was shitting on you like it's clearly fucking uh, what was it uh, Bondi Bay? I was like everybody always calls it ba- Bondi Bay, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Besides Bondi Bay and Queensland, that's all I have. Those are the only fucking places in Australia that I know, and I know one of them is like I don't know a quarter of the continent, and it's uninhabited, like eighty or ninety percent of it. That's the outback. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I fucking. <laughs> There are no rules. It's just right. That's all I know about Australia. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Now, okay, here's an interesting thing. Oh. In Australia, mm-hmm. people that live in the outback, there are some real rednecks out there. No shit. And they live so rural <laughs> that their parents have to have these, like, oh. essentially dating parties where yes. they throw these ragers for them out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, so they don't and fuck they their br- cousins. And they, yeah, and, and they bring, hold on, they bring their cars, like these trucks, right? Oh, no, 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 no. You're talking about the Holden and Ford festivals. Yes, yes. Okay, those aren't, those aren't dating parties. Those no, are, no, no, but that's, it's, it's, it's sort of like, it, okay, so it, it, it serves as the intent okay, for and, people to meet each other. And real quick, I do uh, know they some... They also do throw dating parties. I was just kind of, you know... Okay, you paint the picture. Discussing how they run the word The word you're looking for for truck yeah. things, they're called utes. I was okay. I was gonna say they're similar to a hoopty. Like no, 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 no. Do whatever no. the fuck you want no, with them. No, 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 no. Very different. <laughs> Hoopties in America, at least, are fucking like seventies to early nineties sedans. sedans. Typically Buick. No, yeah. I mean, well, they could be souped up, but they're literally like things that are ready for Toss the trash. Rims on them. Things that are ready for the trash that you polish up and make look nice. Utes yeah, on the these other. Are no, these are no different. These no, are they are. No, no, they're called Utes. And they're called Utes because in America, we know them as El Caminos. They are fucking car trucks. They are st- <laughs> like fast body Chevys up front, typically. And then they are truck beds in the back. 
ultra yes. light rear ends, high, high, high horsepower. It's fucking not a good, not a good combination for handling or safety. But they, they are, they are legitimately just meant. Okay, so the culture around them is similar to like American streetcar culture. Mm-hmm. Like they soup them up, they uh, try to get them to go as fast as possible, fuck around with paint jobs, whatever. And they always look like trash. With like the caveat being, trash. You're, you're correct, except there's a multiplier in this case. So Holden and Ford in Australia are two separate brands. The, oh, they actually make their own version of Utes that you can buy yes, brand new. Yes, Hold, Holden is a GM. <laughs> Holden is a GM-owned brand, and Ford is obviously Ford brands here. Also, H, HSV hilarious. is another brand there, but it's still Holden Sport vehicle. Uh, but here's the difference: where you were saying that they're they're like American car culture, except with a multiplier of soccer hooliganism, because these two fucking these two like crowds of people, Holden people and Ford people, do not mix. They are oil and water. They will yeah. fucking fight and throw down. So when you say they have like festivals out in the out in the outback, they are festivals for Ford festivals and they're Holden festivals. There's never really a Holden Ford festival. Well, okay, yes, when they, when they're car specific what i was what i was mainly referring to is like there's this youtube again <laughs> show i don't know if it's a show it's a documentary whatever about these kids in the outback driving their utes around mm-hmm. going to these ragers in the middle of the outback to try to find dates yes so if they yeah. could procreate and i thought it was fucking hilarious because never did i think i mean you think oklahoma dating is difficult Okay. Wait until your closest neighbor is the next mountain range away. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, this is 20, 30 miles. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's parts there where people live an hour and a half apart from each other. Yep. So it's like, Jesus. I mean, what's yeah, I just crazy, fucking crazy. So good I, luck to those people. I think we watched the same documentary. It was like a TLC. It was on TLC when I watched it. Yeah. And these people are just, you're just like, this is fucking Oklahoma. But this, this dude was like. He worked at like a screw factory or some bullshit job and he like saved up all his money. He bought like fucking 900 beers or some insane amount of beer. He had like basically the bed of his ute was full of ice chests of beer and like one tent that he clearly didn't own. He passed the fuck out. Oh, yeah. No, he was and he wasn't alone. Everyone was passed the fuck out out in the middle of. You can't even call it a field because fields you think of grass and there was none of no, that. No, this is red. It's yeah. like red dirt. <laughs> what was what was so funny about the whole thing is like they all go out to rage. You can tell they work pretty hard during the day, you know, yeah. like farm work, whatever. They go out to rage and they make it all to like 11:30, 12. Clearly hasn't they haven't eaten enough. And then they start like significantly slurring speech and whatnot They're like okay um at a one o'clock everybody's passed out yeah like, it's just like okay that's very interesting uh but yeah they they do beer bongs and everything so yeah it's it's very similar to what i would imagine if it's like tuscaloosa alabama and fucking woodward oklahoma came together and made it, a baby. what it is it's it's rednecks with paychecks you ever heard of that Mm-hmm. It's a it's a like a swamp buggy event that happens in North Texas, South Oklahoma, like around, along the Red River line, up in the Sherman fucking Durant area, uh, and but except instead of mud, it's just dirt, 
And here's the okay. difference. Here's the difference. And this is something that, that as we were talking about this, I realized because I noticed the same thing when you were like, it's at about 11, 12 o'clock. Everybody's like passing out, slurring words, hardcore. It was just a mess. And everyone's done by two. Where the difference is in America, people fucking rage straight through. Like they'll be like 60 hours and they'll be up. And I realized we need to export meth from Oklahoma to Australia and also maybe Oxy. I don't know. I mean, I think I think I think Australia can get meth pretty efficiently from Appa- China. Apparently, China. it's it's apparently it's not the quality that the Oklahoma meth dealers are doing because those right. motherfuckers are staying up all weekend. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, talk about the purest rat poison available is what they use. In listen, show. you know what the the Oklahoma public school <laughs> system has done one thing really well, and apparently it's chemistry. That's apparently it. that's it. You know what? Um, good on them. At least we did something good. We're not last. We're not last. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too. Uh, how to put it? Proud. Too, I mean, yeah, that's probably the word. We gotta I have be something to be proud of. Much. We gotta have something. Everybody yeah. has to have something. So, um, spe- speaking of which, though, I cannot wait to visit Australia. I think it's going to be amazing. I would love I'm to. Sure. I was going to say, if it's come across that I've shat upon Australia, I would love to go to Australia. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, you got a barb. Like, you know, the Australians sit around barbing on the U.S. all day. No doubt. Also, uh, why wouldn't you? I mean, we elected a fucking clown. So it's, also, I any 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 sort of barb that we throw, we've got to expect like thirty back. <laughs> here's the deal. I <clears throat> I really like Oklahoma. I liked living there, even though it was surrounded by a bunch of fucking mouth breathers, as you pointed out before the cast. Uh, but I like Oklahoma. I like to think that Oklahoma or that Australia is the Oklahoma of the South Pacific. Yeah. I would say that it's probably the most accurate description because it's definitely not Alabama. They're not last. Okay. They have some. But Australia is not last. Yeah, they're not last. Australia is unique. It's a unique spot. Oklahoma is very unique. There's some. That's true. There's some people who like are are well beyond their outward appearance because you see what I was going to. You thought I was going to say beyond their means and that's not it. But they're definitely beyond their outward appearance. Like, you have three teeth. How could you possibly... Co- this shit's delicious. This food is amazing. How the fuck did you do this? Mom taught me a long time ago. All right, cool. No further questions. Stop talking. No, I don't want to have this I, as I, me. I, 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 w- I would agree that it probably is similar. Geographically, it looks similar in in the interior <laughs> it's um, it's got red dirt that's pretty unique yeah i mean the the coast and and grasslands and whatnot but the coasts are very different mm-hmm. i mean it's it's probably like everywhere you can find parts of of every i mean melbourne is similar except we don't have an ocean but melbourne is pretty similar climate to austin melbourne um yeah so it's not you know there's there's lots of comparables out there um but all in all, I've heard it's a beautiful country. I'd like to visit, uh, explore it. Uh, one country I could do without exploring, mm-hmm. uh, North Korea. And Wow. Way to take a stance on that, Frank. Oof. Let me know. Controversial. No. Let, me, let me tell you where I'm going with this. There is a, I don't know how new it is, but there's a podcast series out there called The Dictators. Mm-hmm. Have you heard it? I've heard The Dictators. I have not heard The Dictators. Okay, uh, I believe Parker Parker was John, a guest. 
shocked that Apple let that one through. Yeah. Um, uh, so the Dictators, <laughs> great podcast series, absolutely phenomenal. Okay. Um, goes through like the kind of hi- historic rise to power for various dictators, including Kim Jong Il, um, Joseph Stalin. Oh wow! Okay. Um, the guy that was under Hirohito in uh, in Japan, I forgot his name. Just Darth now, Maul. But- yeah, so anyways, it uh, goes through all of those rises to power, and super interesting, too, because it's actually funny, not funny, hmm. but they uh, they all use very, like, the way to overthrow a central ruled government, whether it is through parliamentary means, you know, or through uh, uh, a monarchy, it's very similar. Um, there are very similar patterns that happen within... A society that ends up making it susceptible to, you know, this level of uh, turmoil. Right. So it's re- it's really interesting to listen to, and they've got so many dictators to go through. They kind of started off with the the major ones, but they still. I mean, they're going to do Hitler. I think they're going to do Franco from uh, uh, Spain. So Spain. Mussolini will probably be on there as well. Huh. That's interesting. Like, because you're right. <clears throat> they're there are a lot of dictators when you start labeling them off uh, throughout history. And I'm sure that there's some that we've probably never even heard of from some like small dynasty and like Northern Russia or some shit like that, that like when they come to, when it comes to light, you're like, Oh yeah, no, they were complete assholes. That's a, yeah. And so if you, if you like, there's a modern day dictator, right? I mean, they'll go through the Castro's probably, but they also will be, um, the, uh, man, what is her name? I always forget her fucking name. Uh, so the lady got a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, she also was uh, on the UN Peace Council, mm. and she mm. went back to Myanmar and just fucking ruined it. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so, and all that shit got revoked. But she's a dictator. Um, I'll get her name here in just a second. Than Shui. Uh, she's fucking crazy. Uh, nope, that's not her. Man. UN. It's a female leader of Myanmar, isn't it? San Suu Kyi. Yeah. San, San Shu Kyi. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's it's Aung, Aung San Suu Kyi is what her name is. Oh, I fucking love this. You know what? We're just going to do name pronunciations for both of us. Like, yeah. I, I, Frank- she, is, she is an evil fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> I mean, absolutely evil as fuck. And she ended up being... Um, have all her shit taken away. So in the beginning, she like Obama invited her to the White House for a, a ceremony and shit. Did not um, age well. <clears throat> and she's got people in concentration camps right now. Like it's, yeah, she is a disgrace to any sort of uh, kind of decent leadership. I mean, we've got children locked up at the border of Texas and Mexico, so. Yes, dude, but this is a little I, bit. I these know. people are in, yeah. Oh, <laughs> these are adults? <laughs> no, 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 no. They're in work camps that, like, work to death camps. Right. Know? Like, it's, oh, one of the most wicked fucking stories, okay? Kim Kim Jong-il was a fucking maniac. This dude. Not, not a send, good guy. Well, yeah, yeah you don't say. Mm. Um, so this dude would send people to work camps for, like, 
having a picture displayed of him and his dad mm-hmm. next to each other, one might not be dusted or it might be slightly crooked or whatever. They would go to like what essentially was a death camp. And if they survived, they could come back to society. Right. Um, <clears throat> one of the jobs. Okay. Now North Korea, they're there. It's a very mountainous mountainous area. Um, very steep mountains too. They, uh, would send people up the mountain to harvest trees and they wouldn't give them any tools except for like axes, chainsaws, whatever. Um, <clears throat> they would have to cut the tree so the tree slid down the mountain and they would get, uh, essentially they would have to harvest a certain amount of trees per day. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have time to really care about, you know, what happened when that tree slid down. People literally got fucking decimated. Um, I mean, essentially pulverized by these seven-ton trees right. sliding down a, so- a snowy mountain. And <clears throat> the guards would place bets on how many people a single tree would kill sliding down the mountain. Um, fucking maniacal shit. Like, yeah. this is the type of shit that... In this podcast, it's worth listening to, if only to understand, you know, the real story. Because all we hear about is, like, how these people were overthrown. Mm -hmm. We don't hear about what the actual day-to-day life of these people were living in those. So it's fascinating. Fascinating shit. Really worth listening to. Hmm. Uh, You said something decimated. Do you know the, the definition and origin of that word? You're talking to an ESL speaker now. <laughs> so decimated uh, referred to, and this is like uh, fucking millennia old. Um, they would take losing armies. Mm-hmm. And they would line everyone up. And the leaders of those losing armies, in order to show uh, when they would lose to their opponents in battle, in order to show that, hey, we acknowledge that we lost um, or... Uh, later on during World War One, when people would would like when soldiers would not march forward, they would retreat. The armies would be decimated, which means that officers in each unit would go through and count one through ten, and the tenth person would be shot in the head, or every tenth person would be killed in order to show that hey, we've lost. Uh, we 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 re, you know resign. You won. We're going to retreat now. That's how they would do it in olden days. And then in World War One, they would take everybody who took a step, like in the German army in particular during trench you warfare. Go back to the front lines. No 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 no. Like you, if if you or anyone took a step backward or refused to go forward, you would be sent back to be decimated. Every tenth person would be shot. And then everyone else who wasn't shot would obviously sit there and watch the person next to you. Know, if you're one or eight or one or nine, you would watch the person next to you get shot in the head at point blank range by your leader. And then you would have to go back out to war. That's the, that's the definition and origin of the word decimation. I mean, totally makes sense. But yeah. Holy shit. I mean, good uh, Lord. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. So, we claim we're civilized. Mm-hmm. Tell me how. <clears throat> so I always, I always think it's funny because they're Samoans, you know, not Samoans, Maori. <laughs> oh, Maori. Um, yeah, yeah. The tribe that 
kind of you know they're Polynesian, mm-hmm. but uh, <clears throat> there there is a lot of controversy <clears throat> from their history because when they used to win battles, they would actually eat their opponents. Opponent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say if you killed a bunch of people, won a battle, and then you shot your own people for losing, or <clears throat> you know like. I don't really see much of a difference between decimation and being like, oh, my God, what a great calf muscle. Um, it, it's fucking barbaric either way. <laughs> like This is simply barbaric, and mm-hmm. we don't need to differentiate between the two. So if, you, if you're one of those people out there who are like, I can't believe they ate people until like the fucking 1920s, you're like, yeah, but we decimated people. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Well, uh, let me know how you feel after you think about that for a little bit. And and yeah, don't get it twisted. It's not just the losing army. I, I, I might have misspoken there. Like if you were, if your city was overtaken, the the your new rulers would go through and decimate the 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 army that lost, which just basically means like it's the tasteless equivalent of teabagging an opponent in Halo. You know what I mean? Like killed you. This is yeah, what you so, get. So. I mean, what I'm hearing you say, Brian, is we just let a lot of good meat go to waste. Mm. Yeah, a Jeffrey that's Dahmer would definitely say so. He'd be like, oh, that's yep. a good dick on that guy. I wish I could have eaten that. <laughs> that's a good dick on that. That's, have some poached cock for breakfast. Dude, I mean, there. Do, okay, so I listened to last podcast on the left, which is like you see me wear my Baphomet shirt every now and then when we hop on these casts. Like the last podcast on the left is fantastic. They did an entire best of like for 2020 because they, they had a yeah. Thanksgiving special, um, and they did a best of cannibalism. And if you're into some macabre shit, go back and listen to the last podcast on the left special cannibal edition. And it's fucking amazing. They talk about Jeffrey Dahmer and how much he loved, like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's a fucking serial killer, psychopath. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Milwaukee in the only, fucking... Only the, best, only the best serial killers come from Milwaukee. I, dude, do you know what year he was fucking, like, what like what decade or time period? That whole... Yeah, it was like sh- 75 to 85, was What it? I thought, too. N- 90. Fucking 91 or oh, some shit. Okay. This dude was tried. Uh, but you know, uh, when they talk about, <laughs> when they talk about Dahmer and like, oh, he was eating people I'm like, oh, also he's eating dicks. Yeah. His span of crimes <laughs> went from 1978 to 1991. Uh, so like, he would, you know, just have big old pile of dicks sitting over to the side, just chewing on them, gnawing on them. And then they talk about Andre Chikatilo, who was a Russian serial killer. Um, he would eat, he would eat vaginas. Okay, <clears throat> so, he would so cut those just, out and chew on them, just like they were fucking jerky. Just wait, raw? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I yeah. mean, okay. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, let, let me be. Let me be. You know, if you're a cannibal or were a cannibal, mm-hmm. yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. If you're you, currently practicing cannibalism, please turn yourself in and stop and, listening to this show. And, and, can you just please please stop killing people? Um, if you if you cook the meat, seasoned it, whatever, um, I mean at least you're not totally insane. Who is Shut going? Up. Who, you're who, fucking wait, wait, you're wait. insane. Who is going? Who is going and going? Oh, it's like picking up a fucking piece of ground beef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the fucking lunch counter, going, I'll take it raw, raw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, 
eating it right then and there. Come on now. Yep. God, you don't know where that's been. Yeah. It's... At least give it a little. At least let it let it, let it touch the grill. Let it, just touch give a kiss. Grill. Give a good. Get, you, dude, you're gonna you're gonna need a crust on that. Really. <laughs> you can't be. You just... imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> a cannibal just killed someone. <laughs> Fires up a grill. <laughs> Got that? Pro- oh fuck! I ran out of propane. Son of a bitch! God damn it! I forgot the charcoal at the house. <laughs> what now? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> did all this? <laughs> did all this killing for nothing? Oh, Fucking assholes. <laughs> I just yeah. I, I prefer the natural charcoal light. I don't use the. Uh, you know the fire starter; it just gives the meat a real funky taste. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I prefer I prefer the natural taste of like wood smoked. Yep. That's what I like. Low and slow, baby. That's what we do with goddamn our fucking victims. That's fucking so funny, dude. If um, I will say this, in all honesty, if you want to hear a bad about a modern day fucking monster, yeah, look up Andre Chikatilo. From Russia, Andre Chikatilo. Okay, I I'll mean, take th- a look. this guy was born in 1936 and was arrested in 1990. They literally held his trial. He was in a fucking jail cell, erected in the court because Russians. I have seen that. Were afraid that. of him, and he. I'm not going to say what he did in the trial. That was the most vile thing I have ever heard happening. Uh. He is a fucking monster. He showed up with a nice Chianti. Okay. No, 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 no. He, he. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I saw it. I saw it. He, um, like, yeah. You you can, you can actually just watch. There's a, uh, again, YouTube. I'm just telling you, YouTube. It honestly, my my favorite is listening to the last podcast on the left when they talked about Andre Chikatilo. I think it was like three part or four part episode. One, they're hilarious, so they break up the fucking horror with funny every now and then. Uh, but they do also do a really good job of tastefully describing what the fuck happened. And got it, got it. yeah, it's it's a whole thing. So, um, all right, last podcast recommendation okay. for me. Um, one really good one that <clears throat> I think I've 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 recommended in the past, but boy, it just keeps getting better. Um, and. <clears throat> Brian's super into the murder mystery podcast stuff. Yes, um, which I enjoy. I I, I like the uh, the. Uh, oh my god! I like the, yeah. I just he, let me just tell you he for, he forgot the charcoal. Um, <laughs> he uh, no. Let me tell you the um, the uh, small town murder is a very good podcast. But um, what? I like the duos. The duos are good. Yeah. Um, especially when one's a comedian and one actually does all the factual research. And then but, I, uh, I like the ones where they're the guy, they're one guy's a comedian and he does the factual research. And then there's Frank. Yes, yeah. And then there's Frank. He joins in as well. Yep. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so the, the other one uh, that I really enjoy, which I would highly recommend to anybody, is called The Dollop. Yep. With uh, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. It is so fucking funny. Um, Any episode you join, skip to about eight minutes, eight minutes and 30 seconds, and they're going to start the podcast. What they do really kindly to everybody listening is they 
put their commercials right at the front end. Don't get into the story until the commercials are done. And it sucks. Like, if we didn't have a skip forward function, you know, that would be terrible. But, uh, yeah, put it at 8.30. You might have one half of one commercial or one commercial left, 30 seconds. Um, and then you're into the podcast. Holy fucking shit. It's so funny. Um, the dollop's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's that's really the last one. So uh, the dictators and the dollop, those are the two I'd, I'd suggest getting into. That's legit, man. I, I, I kind of miss our podcast suggestions because I, we, we're all on this show, at least we're all like heavy podcast listeners. Um, it's how I fall asleep. I can't fall asleep without them. It's how I drive to work and how I do my best work. Like now that I'm working remotely, I, yeah. I, there's some things that I do that honestly, like I do, I do writing while listening to podcasts, which I'm going to tell you right now is not something I ever could do before this year. Um, no, I don't think I could do that. There's some things that you write. So you just turn your brain off and it just comes out. That's, that's what comes best for me. Um, okay. but it never, like I said before this year, I never thought that would happen because writing for me has been a f- like pulling fucking teeth. Now my teeth just fall out of my head. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, the one that gets me, uh, so every morning I don't, Frank, I don't know if you are a big, like, uh, <clears throat> I leadership podcast within the business world. I'm not a big fan of them. Like they can go kick rocks, but there's one, uh, a lady base. She's a Houston professor of business. Her name is Brene Brown. I don't know if you ever heard of her, but she, yes, yes. The wife is a big fan of hers. She has a fantastic podcast that I, it's called dare to lead with Brene Brown and mm-hmm. her podcasts every Monday morning are phenomenal. She, uh, is pretty, uh, pretty honest with some shit, especially uh, being real with uh, working adults. Really put some perspective on some things in your life, uh, and it's a good, uplifting Monday morning podcast. I'm a big fan of that. Um, the other- yeah, the wife, the wife likes her a lot. Um, she actually did, I don't know if it was an in-person, I can't remember if it was in February or if it was her conference in May, mm-hmm. but she did kind of a headliner thing for their company yeah um and she enjoyed it so yeah big big uh big fan she had uh abby wambach on the u.s women's national uh soccer player and that's awesome she had a re- it was a fucking phenomenal podcast so i i listened to some things that you might not picture me listening to uh that's one of them but it's really really good and something that uh uh, everybody should kind of tune into you can you're gonna pull some good nuggets out of it the other one that I listen to it's gonna be a twofer uh, one is fraudsters yeah I've, re- I've heard the whole thing it's it's good okay I don't know if you I don't know if you're you're if you know which one I'm talking about because this one is an on sorry I punched my microphone this one is an ongoing podcast where they cover different fraudsters in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but they do it season by season, don't they? This just started about two months ago. Did I, hold on. Let me just take a look. Oh, cause there was, there was one that was like an MLM based, uh, fraudster, uh, podcast that you may be referring to. I loved that one. That one was fantastic. But this one is, uh, it's, it's on the last podcast network. So I know it seems like I'm really pushing it, but it's cause it's fantastic. Yeah. No fraudsters is only up to episode 14. Episode 15 will come out tomorrow. Um, but it's, uh, basically they find 
they find different fraudsters throughout society. So their first two episodes or three episodes were on Miss Cleo and the Psychic Readers Network. <laughs> you know what? This one's not on Apple. What fraudsters isn't? No. Oh no, it's a Spotify only. You're right. It's a Spotify only uh, because last podcast I listened, left. I listened to a different thing called. Uh, not fraudster. It was like American fraud. fraud or some shit like that. I've listened. American greed is one of them. But yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I've listened to a few of these that are similar. These are different. Are, are nice because they're fucking funny. Uh, so okay. like they covered Jim Baker, which if you're not familiar with who Jim Baker is, he was an evangelical uh, like televangelist um, who just made up lies and ridiculousness. Uh, <laughs> uh, he started the PTL network, the Praise the Lord network. Uh, they also covered yep, yep. Anna Sorokin, which I don't know if you know who she is. She basically was a Russian lady who lied about being a German uh, duchess mm-hmm. uh, and, and frauded people out of a shit ton of money. Tried to a lot of money. She, she well, she just traveled around and kept borrowing money from banks. And not shit. not borrowing money. She was what they call check kiting, which yeah, she yeah. would write a check from one bank and write it to another to deposit into an account, and they she would find out the days of tra- she like, was like a big socialite in New York City for a while. Yeah. She was about, about the time that you were up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, no I remember when they when they had her at the courthouse. Because the Manhattan courthouse is right there at the the city hall. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of her, didn't even know what the case was. But then I saw the American Greed and I was like, yeah, that's that. That's her fucking crazy scene at the courthouse where people were like, oh, my God, are you guilty? What do you feel like? <laughs> what do you she stole some checks. Like? She stole some money from a bank. Who fucking cares? Like, honestly, is it, well, like, that's the thing. You know, let's just be let's just be very real here. If you're stealing money from a bank. Good on you. Thank you. You're just getting some of your own tax money back. <laughs> they can go fuck themselves. What's awesome about fraudsters is they have a hotline that they have. They allow people to call into, and uh, they like just pick up. and The message is, "How do you feel about this?" And it's whatever what what topic they may be covering. And when it came to that one, they were like, "Well, the victim here are the victims are really the banks." And so all the people who called in or who they called to ask, they were like, fuck them. Fuck those guys. Like, fuck yeah, everybody. Who cares? Get one. Get yours when it comes to getting one over on the yeah. bank. Fuck off. And they were like, well, do you think she it was. Had a, she had a great time. She was obviously a like lying fucking psychopath. But the issue is um, they covered the story that that broke her, which was she went to Morocco with a friend. And on friend's credit card. On friend's credit back. card. And the yeah. credit card bill was. Yeah, but okay, so here's... First off, the credit card company's insurance will cover it. Well, the other thing is, Uh, the friend thought that the fraud was going to pay for it the whole time, which is the only reason that she went. So it's like, oh, I'm sorry. She was already tight on a budget. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, you thought your friend was going to pay, and you're upset that she didn't? Go fuck yourself. Like, y'all should have gone. You probably should have gotten the money up front. Yes. Um... So yeah, yeah. This the, I I've, I've yeah. She's fucking crazy. I saw the American <laughs> Greed on it. I saw several things. That girl is crazy, and she's not hot. So it's oh like, oh okay. How All right. Did, she's what? Well, first off, she she's not that hot. <laughs> she's not. I mean, it's not like it's not like someone was thirsting for Anna Sorokin in bed. Like it's like you you gave her sixty two grand for what? Like for what? Well, and she kept she kept not delivering on promises for like 
literally everything. I mean, she couldn't pay her her rent one month and had to borrow money from a friend because one month she was getting kicked out of hotels because she couldn't pay for hotel like hotels in Manhattan. So, all of this shit, right? It, it, the amount of times when friends had to help her just yeah. scream, "Don't go to Morocco!" And then this oh, lady yeah. got scammed going to Morocco. So, you know, all right, whatever. Hopefully, the credit card company worked <laughs> with her and probably did. I mean, it's yeah, not, they're never going to see that money. So, no. um, yeah. Oh, oh, you don't want to make this reasonable? I'll just declare bankruptcy. Then you get zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about so, that? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm 24 years old. I wasn't planning on buying a house until I'm 30 anyway. So I'm, I'm living you. in Manhattan. Go fucking kick rocks. Yeah, I'm not yeah. buying shit. I mean, honestly, fucking idiots. So, um, yeah, that's interesting, man. Yeah, it, I, I will listen to that one. That sounds intriguing. I like podcasts on topics that are like super interesting. Mostly, uh, the I, I like nonfiction stuff. So yeah. like. Give me, give me, this person did this or uh, whatnot, and I I do like sometimes depend. I like reading, like uh, I don't know, like I've got a book that I've bought that I'll be reading when I go to uh, DR this year, but it's on like derivative trading. That's stuff that I have to read. Ooh, I get tingles down my spine just getting excited about derivative trading reading. <laughs> yeah, but if, oh. if I listened if I listen to it, it doesn't process the same. Right. If I listen to this, it's perfect. You know, it's like I can tune in and out. I'm gonna get the gist of what happened here. I'll be fine. Yeah. Um probably why I thought Byron Bay and Bondi Beach were the same place. Um so yeah, outside of that, yeah, good podcast suggestions. Um I'd say check them all out. Fuck yeah. Uh, after you check us out, though. Well, and um, after you we suggest don't have us to a friends. New, if we, if we so, so happen to not have a new episode, then check check them out. Yeah. I mean, still, rely on us. We're, we're number one. We're number one. We are. NBLB. NBLB. So, Brian, I wanted to quickly talk through, uh, shall we call it the big hunt? I think we should call it the big oh hunt. Oh, my God. Frank, I am so sorry. We, Yes. It's Frank's okay. hunt. That's Frank's hunt. That's what we have to. So big what? news, <laughs> big news. Okay, uh, got invited. Got a month and a half ago to go um, assist on a hunt for one of my friends here in the neighborhood who Wait. got the rights to shoot some black buck uh, here in East Texas. Um, the reason I say assist is because. Uh. I know how much they charge to shoot black buck in Texas. Right. Um, and I was like, you know, you shoot them because I know you've been dreaming about shooting black buck. I've been dreaming about the meat, but I don't really, you know, there's not black buck, white tailed deer, red stag, whatever. It's a fucking animal. It tastes great. I think red stag is uh, actually a t- chewing tobacco. Probably is, but it's also a red deer. <laughs> um, so, so in in any case, I was like, you know, you're gonna get more of a thrill out of it than I am because I'm I'm shooting it and I'm like, okay, let's process it. You know, like it's about the meat. It's yeah. not the act of hunting to me is fun, but it's just as much fun target shooting. It's, it's like, a it's process not, to get the end result of yeah. meat. I get that. Yeah, yeah. And the, <clears throat> my my only deal was is. 
we don't shoot anything at feeders because that's fucking lame. I don't understand why Americans do that. I get why you do it. It's super efficient, but holy shit. It's like a fucking, um, it's like a school shooting is the way I fucking refer to it. And I, I know mean, it's, 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 it's vicious, really but it is something. Yes, but okay. So here, here's, here's the, here's the one thing. Okay. Uh, first off, any processed meat in America is not, not vicious. Uh, second, right. when it comes to, uh, deer hunting antelope hunting whatever you may do um there is a certain amount of of herd reduction that has to happen Mm -hmm. for herds to survive um on the ranches that they live on uh, within the regions they run so i i i understand you know and and quite frankly i thoroughly support the the maintenance of those populations because we've simply taken over so much land you would have mass die-offs every year if we didn't do it now Mm -hmm. that aside um at least make it a little challenging like Uh, y'all go out you corn the shit out of it for two weeks and then you go oh hunting season's coming hey 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 hey. hey they don't let us shoot out of the car window anymore so they fucking put some restrictions on it all right I'm just going to tell you, dude, it's like any any American who is super fucking proud of their deer rack, which is their horn and antler setup or whatever. Their mount, yeah. Um, their mount. And that thing was shot at a fucking uh, blind uh, with a feeder in front of it. That is kindergarten bullshit. Like, well, yeah, I, I don't want to have to fucking walk very far. <laughs> and they wait for the feeder to go off dude it's like oh the dinner bell rang oh cool now the deer come obviously like it's like yeah. what the fuck so it's called outsmarting the game duh don't hate I the player hate the game right i understand needing to maintain the population and i am in complete support of it but do not call what you're doing hunting, hunting. call it calling the herd practice and culling of herds. And that's okay. It needs to be done. Like, if, if you don't do that, there is physically not enough food and free range land available for the deer population to be Man. as big, quite frankly, as it is right now. There yeah. are too many deer. So, yeah, I hit one with my problem. car. I wish someone would have culled that fucking deer before I hit it with my <laughs> wife's car. <laughs> not a Son problem a to hunt. That's not the argument here. Mm. Just. You know, have fun with it. Oh, Stop we, with this we do have fun. Bullshit. No, do you know how many beers I can drink while I'm sitting in this deer blind waiting for the deer to come to the dinner table? God, so just, many beers. Dude, I, <clears throat> so that was my one thing. I was like, no fucking feeder shooting. We're going to go. It's it, The branch we were on was not very big. I was like, you know, if we don't find the amount of animals that you, you know, have the right to shoot today, we'll go tomorrow. You know, we'll get them. It's not. And you don't need to shoot them at a fucking feeder. Right. So, good news. Not a single one of them was shot at a feeder. No no one was near a feeder, actually. Um, second thing, all three black buck uh, sets of meat, I guess, whatever. is two shoulders, two uh, hams per animal. I got to keep. And holy shit, dude. Um, that shit is currently... 
being processed into biltong and dried sausage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made some Spanish chorizo out of it. The chorizo did uh, look amazing, by the way. Dude, it is going to be off the charts good. I had my mom. So after these uh, various sets of body parts were cut up to make the sausage, the chorizo, plus the um, uh, biltong, <coughs> excuse me, we had bones left over. Yeah. And uh, that bone still had a lot of meat on it. So my parents took the bones and boiled the whatever 11 because one shoulder we had to throw away it had too much hemorrhage in it but um the 11 sets or the 11 pieces of bone that was left over yeah boiled that and had enough meat left over for like i don't know it was like four pounds of dog food (laughs) hell yeah plus 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 an additional like Two venison pies. Oh shit! Uh, just fucking delicious. Wait, your like, mom really likes those meat pies, right? Oh, dude, yeah. yeah so yeah. what we're gonna do is uh, they're actually <clears throat> the same neighbors out uh, or was out hunting. He got some uh, just white-tailed deer, but they want us to do the same kind of pie thing. <laughs> Americans, you guys need to get into your savory pies. You guys love empanadas. Savory pies are so much better. Um, you an know empanada what it, is good. Don't get me wrong, but a fucking savory pie with a flake pastry. Holy shit! You know what it is. So you didn't. You you weren't here for it. Okay. There's a thing in America. They were called chicken pot pies. Okay. Yeah. Their frozen dishes is they're what good. made them very popular. No, they're not, and that's the issue. Um, <laughs> they fuck. They they're are good not, when when they're homemade. They're when good. they're homemade, they're good. But that's the issue. In the 90s and 80s, there was this like craze of, yeah. at least in my immediate family in Texas and Oklahoma, of chicken pot pies. And those things had corn, peas, this mushy gravy situation. And gravy and chicken. And chicken. And, and carrots. And carrots. No, I said peas and carrots. Oh, you did say Yeah, that. I did say But, I mean, we're talking like... Oh, these things used to be carrots at some point in time in the last decade, and they were frozen. The peas, they have they're green and certain like and uh, uh, spherical, but that's about it. And and you're you're talking about now the Schwans of the world here, the Schwans, the Marie Callenders, whatever Stovers, Stovers whatever your local like frozen okay. food processor is. For us in Central Oklahoma, it was Stovers, and my mom just fucking bottom and gross at Sam's and shit. And I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, full disclosure, I love, like I've had like shepherd's pie, like full on, like handmade, a homemade, everything's fucking amazing in it. Good. I'm down with it. Yeah. It's still a lot for me to fucking overcome to say, yeah, I'm going to sit down and make this shit because it ain't in me. It is not in me to do it. And I can't gut it out to eat a fucking frozen one of any sort, type, or variety. Okay, so, uh, understood. It is unfortunate that Americans had the experience of the chicken pot pie, because I will agree with you, it is trash. Time out. Okay, very sorry for that. Uh, we had a, an issue with the connection, so we're back. Uh, Frank, you were talking about the poor quality of American frozen yeah. pot pies. Yeah, so... so I I am very sorry 
that Americans had to go through the frozen food sensation. Nowhere else on earth, I think, that it hit harder than here mm. um, since you invented it. <laughs> but yeah. anyways, You're welcome. Uh, we didn't have that kind of refrigeration uh, down in you know the third world South Africa. So uh, we had to make things by hand and then freeze it. Um, so if you ever do get the opportunity, homemade frozen pies are amazing. Um, you literally take it, you freeze it, you heat it back up, 350, put it in there for 15, 20 minutes. You got yourself a fresh pie, nice and flaky, fucking beautiful thing. Um, or you can even make them without cooking the outside. So the pastry can be cooked, you know, after the fact. Cool down your meat that you're going to fill it with. Yeah. Put that in the pastry while it's still, you know, you, you have to thaw it out, put it in the pastry, and then refreeze the pastry, but don't bake it. Bake's fantastic. 20, huh. 25 minutes, 350, you're done. Um, yeah, hand pies, savory hand pies, homemade. Fuck around with that shit. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all in all, we uh, made some venison pie. Uh, th that's almost done. Um, and then, yeah, that was really it. I mean, it, it was great. Uh, fantastic to have. I think in total we had about maybe, I think about, about 60 pounds of meat wet. Yeah. Which would probably equate to about... 30 to 33 or so pounds dried. So it's going to be a shit ton of meat once it's all done. So you said biltong earlier. Do you mind telling, explaining to people what uh, biltong is? Because yeah. I know what it is, uh, but it's only because of you. Yeah, so biltong, biltong actually has a really cool history. So in South Africa, when the first settlers arrived, they would, uh, obviously they had the need you know, to preserve protein in some capacity. Mm -hmm. And uh, they didn't, I, I'm not sure. So in America, you guys smoke meat in order to do that. Right. Um, we brought that from Northern Europeans. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure why that wasn't the method that they followed, but um, they didn't. So instead what they did, and actually the early settlers in South Africa and the early settlers in America were the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So I'm not I'm not entirely sure why the methods differed. Um, that would be very interesting uh, if someone knew the answer to that. Do you think it was the availability of the woods? Like wood in Northern Europe was is similar to the wood that's found here in like in trees, whereas it in South be. Africa th that wood is much hardier and probably harder yeah. to smoke like that. It could it could very well be. I mean, yes, that that's very possible. Um, I mean, I, I bet there are probably quite a few reasons why. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is, is one method is far superior, and it is not the smoking method. No. Um, the smoking method, you guys put so much sugar on it in order to preserve that it it really doesn't taste like meat anymore. You're tasting spices, and that's about it. And then when you do taste it as raw meat. Uh, which you can buy just original jerky. Most people don't like it because it's super dried out. It's leathery. It's not tasty. I love deer jerky and turkey jerky. Those are my favorite fucking jerkies to eat, like with little seasoning on them. They're fucking amazing. They are very good, but that's also because that meat has a lot of flavor. Exactly. So, so, 
um, it, it is kind of tricky, right? Like the smoking method introduces a whole new flavor mm-hmm. and it's, it's not really, you're just not ever just tasting the meat, right? You're requiring something else in addition to yeah. the meat. So, so the way that, that Biltong works and the reason it, it works so well is, um, Biltong uses a pickling method in order to preserve the meat. So all it does is it introduces salt and vinegar. Um, and then we have now gotten our own recipes, you know, and the original Biltong recipe is salt, pepper, coriander, um, black pepper, uh, and sometimes cloves, sometimes allspice, depending on the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just did black pepper, coriander, salt, and vinegar on this one. Which is exactly um, how I pickle vegetables. Like yeah. those are the exact exact ingredients I use to pickle vegetables. So it's a pickling mm-hmm. method. Uh, and you take the meat, you cover it in the spice, you add vinegar to it. You don't soak it in vinegar. You just add enough vinegar to, you know, kill off that first kind of... You're dropping the pH. Yeah, I'm going to say that first eighth of an inch, maybe, maybe two eighths. No, it's not two eighths. Eighth of an inch of the meat becomes brined. Right. So that bacteria doesn't form on it. Okay. That's the key. So... You put, you put that soak in for 12 hours, okay? So you got your salt in there. It draws out some of the moisture. You got your pickle in there, or sorry, your vinegar in there. It'll, you know, kind of kill any bacteria that's left over. And then you've got your uh, salt and pepper and coriander for the flavor. And then that sits there for 12 hours. So just like you guys take your dry rub, you put it in there for 12, and then you smoke, same method. We just also kill all living things Uh, not at the center of the meat, right? So then you've got two options. Uh, Sometimes people also add a little bit of saltpeter because saltpeter can actually, uh, there is a risk to botulism to any sort of uncooked cured meat. Saltpeter can reduce that risk, but botulism even in today's day and age is not super common. Right. Um, So it's it's not a common thing and it does change the flavor of the meat a little bit. So most people don't use it. Uh, but you can use it, just so you know. Um, and it, saltpeter has been known to also be a carcinogen, and um, risks are there either way. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we don't use saltpeter. But you you can then take the um, the meat after it's been sitting for twelve hours. You uh, make a mixture of oh, I forgot. There is a, a, a two. I want to say it's. But dependent on how much meat you're cooking or how much meat you're pickling, there is a touch, and I mean an absolute touch, of brown sugar. Um, And that just balances the vinegar out a little bit um, in that mixture. Then the second step is, again, a very small touch of brown sugar with hot water and vinegar in a pot. What you're going to do there is you're going to take each piece of meat after 12 hours no more, but you can do a little bit less. You can go like between 10 and 12 hours. Um, you're going to take each piece of meat, you're going to dip it in the vinegar, and you're going to hang it up in a cool place, preferably 60 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, with a fan, if you can manage, um, to keep the airflow. Each meat strip spaced apart from each other so that they don't form mold. Um, 
you literally just hang this in an open air area. It's Spanish chorizo is made the same way. Open air area, and you hang it for um, at least five, normally about five to seven days. Um, so coming up on tomorrow, uh, ours will have been hanging for five to seven days, and then it's done. Uh, you still want a little bit of kind of red meat in the middle. Um, you don't want it completely dry. You can you can eat it completely dry. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it just is not as pleasant of a chew. Um, but that's biltong. Yeah, it's it's pickled meat, um, dried out. Uh, the sausage is the same thing. Yeah, it is. It is the same exact thing, except you take the vinegar and you mix it into the meat and you put it inside a sausage casing, uh, pig intestine essentially, and then you hang it up same way. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we made. The majority of the stuff, well, all of it will last vacuum sealed five years wow. so this stuff isn't is not going to go anywhere don't need to keep it temperature controlled you just need to keep it away from oxygen mm-hmm. um and at least you know you don't want it at 100 that's going to probably end up doing some funky things to it but yeah room temperature cellar um, temperature whatever it may be like yeah. cold dark storage yeah exactly that's what you want you want something cupboard cold dark down low next to your floor mm-hmm. that'll be what 64 65 perfect that's awesome, man. I like I I knew what biltong was basically like spiced and pickled or spiced or pickled meat, and like good, good as shit, good. That's the other thing. Um, but I didn't know the process of it. And process is very, I mean, pretty easy to do. You know, a lot of people have shit around them that they could probably be doing this with, but they may not have access to clean, like clean killed meat like that. Yeah, and you can do it with a good if you if you have a good butcher. Get yourself a rump roast, same thing. You just want to make sure you cut that meat up into strips. Um, and then the most important thing here is that you don't buy store-ready biltong. It's not really biltong. It's more like jerky, um, right? It's much more like jerky. So USDA and the FDA have specific standards for cured meat. Um, and if you're going to be sold in a Whole Foods – you cannot use the process that we just described. It's not right. a, it's not an approved uh, process. That's why when you, whenever you see chorizo uh, in stores, it's never from Spain. Um, Spanish chorizo is made this exact same way. So the true, true, true Spanish chorizo with a funky mold on the outside of the casing, it's incredibly delicious. Can only be ordered from artisan delis. Right. Uh, it cannot be sold in a Whole Foods. It cannot be sold in, I mean, virtually any store. Um, it's got to be a deli and it's got to be artisanal. And you've got to make it clear that it's, you know, it's an artisan product. It's like buying something from a farmer's market. Well, and that's the thing that a lot of people may not realize is that if you have family members or you yourself have gone to get meat processed, like you can find a lot of meat processors, uh, like especially in Texas and Oklahoma, who will offer a variety of options mm-hmm. that you've probably never heard of or you never thought of. Like you can make turkey jerky. What the fuck is that? And they will make it. And again, to your point, Frank, you can't buy that shit in stores because no, no. they foul, foul meat should never like you should probably never try to fucking jerky. You should never try to dry cure a goddamn bird ever. No, but 
people who know how to do it, fucking turkey jerky is goddamn amazing. It is delicious. There, uh, uh, Bucky sells pork loin jerky. It's great. Yeah, but it's one of those things like the, the, a processing plant or pro- people who process meat can do really, really good things, and it's safe to eat. It's just stuff that you can't buy off the store. Mm-hmm. Like you can't buy a deer burger. Te- like typically off a of store. No, not not true. It's going to be farm raised venison. Yeah, but what what happened? Like if you go to a processing place and you have you know, a field dressed 110 pound deer, like you can get a variety of meats processed through the processor, including venison burgers, and they're fucking amazing when they're done right. And I'm I'm going to tell you a couple things. Um, I know it is easier to send it to get processed. Yeah, but. First off, the family camaraderie when you all just stand around processing meat is cool. Yeah. Um, it is much more rewarding. Uh, and the the one thing that I think Americans don't quite realize, at least I hope they realize it, but maybe not. Um, places like Hudson's Meats, any of the bigger processors um, – you're most likely not getting your deer back. You're getting a combination of some subset of deer that was processed that day um, mm-hmm. within that range. I I should I should make it clear. Like, go to a reputable processor. Go yeah, to yeah, yeah. go no, to someone I mean, who you like, no, I mean like go to someone you know. Down the yeah, street. go to go, do small, small, yeah, small, small. That's what I'm talking about because, and that's one of the things that it may not be that way down in Austin and where you are, but up here and especially in northern Texas where they're fucking, there may be two or three meat processing. They're all fucking Brian. They're all fucking. <laughs> they're all fucking. Uh, there, there are a few like big ones, and then there are a few like in my hometown. There's three like meat processing or like you know uh, game processing places. Most of like two of the three are really good where I know yeah. that basically what I get in is or what I put in is what I get out. There's the other one, like you said, you're like, I listen, this tastes a lot like pork. Um, <laughs> I gave you a deer. What are we going to do here? Like, what's what what the fuck is going on? Like, yes, it's all ground meat, but I know what fucking venison tastes like and I know what yeah, ground pork but, tastes like. But I mean, on, on the whole, what yeah. I would encourage people to do. It's just learn how to do it. It is not expensive. You're going to buy a meat grinder. That meat grinder is going to cost you 60 bucks. Ah, $60? Forever. One deer costs you 60 to process. Yeah, then you're going to get a sausage stuffer. That sausage stuffer is going to cost you probably another 60 to 100 bucks. And then don't buy an automatic sausage, sausage stuffer. Buy yourself a hand crank. A hand crank, you have a lot more control over it. Um. And then get yourself some nice sharp knives. Get a couple of nice plastic cutting boards. You're going to be set back 250 bucks total. And after you're done with it, first off, you're going to be super proud because you did it yourself. Second, you're going to be super just convinced that it's the right way to do it because you know it was clean. You know how the deer was cleaned. You know there was no meat left over. Like yeah. the thing, the thing that. I did not like and still I mean some things I will still send a process you know like a red stag I don't have the cutting board to process a red deer that's a fucking 400 pound animal um, 
when it comes to your normal whitetail, 60 pounds? Come on, y'all. Just fucking cut that shit up yourself. It's not that hard. Quarter it. Be done with it. You know, yeah. like, uh, it's... I, I it, Dude, we, we went to the processing facility up in uh, uh, Marble Falls, and these dudes rolled up with fully... St- deer full deer carcasses skins still on yeah um all they did was take the guts out and it yeah. smelled like shit i was like dude that meat what are you doing like <laughs> it smells probably not edible anymore yeah so whatever you do get processed is probably not going to be that deer um they're just selling you excess production you know like i don't know i just americans are very funny hunters it's just a very unique thing like i i've I've never i don't think there is another place on earth where hunting is this big of an industry but also this ignorant of an industry yeah it's ignorant but it's also planned around convenience yeah the the whole thing is convenient well the reason i say ignorance is because when people taste it done right like taste their the end product done right they're like oh why the fuck would i do it any other way yeah, and whether that's done at a clean, like reputable processing place, or done around your t- you know kitchen table at home, like when it's done right, it tastes so much better. And, it does, and you know whether you're paying you know like you said two hundred fifty bucks and you have the equipment and the know how to do it over and over and over again, or whether you're just a one and done you know type of hunter and you take it get processed at a good place and you have that meat for however long you have it like. It's a fucking experience. It's way better. I mean, that's to me, Frank. You what you described is exactly why I like brewing beer. Like, yeah. yes, I can go much easier. Just go to the store and buy a fucking four pack, sixteen ounce cans of Hazy Boys and be happy. But I can brew my own fucking like five gallons of Hazy IPA and be happy and proud that I I I am enjoying my my the the fruits of my labor if you will and knowing that yeah uh, no sure this this batch of beer maybe cost me 40 bucks but for me to buy that at a store it would have been 200 bucks yeah 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 you know what i mean like it's it's nice it's a nice yeah it's like there's nothing more i mean i've got a whole chest freezer full not full but it's got significant amount of venison in it um I'll actually probably start taking venison to people, you know, like, uh, yeah, um, I, I, it's there, there is something to be said for it being a better way of nutrition yeah. than, you know, uh, just beef, pork, chicken, whatever I, but I do enjoy chicken, dude. I think mm-hmm. I can replace the beef with venison easily. And we do most of the time, mm-hmm. uh, the chicken, I just like chicken pork. We don't have that often, but, um, yeah, ground venison, venison, ham, all that shit. And now this new segment that I think Americans are, they put like summer sausage out there and shit. Yeah, yeah, summer, summer sausage is fine. Whatever. It's so sweet. Um, I'm not a fan of summer sausage. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not the best thing. Um, y'all need to start on the biltong. Y'all need to go to the fucking dried sausage, or we call it druvos. Um, get on that fucking train, y'all. Stop 
or or go look at Spanish chorizo if that's your style. You make know that shit. You know you what? can make all of this shit with venison and stop just making pan sausage, hamburger meat, and keep the steaks. And then everybody who fucking just loves the backstrap, fellas, fellas, keep the ribs, keep the backbone, the spine. You are already getting rid of the guts. Cut those ribs up into like three or four rib pieces. Take that spine, take the leftover bone meat, put that shit in a pot, boil it down, take all of that meat, make yourself some hand pies. And you will have used all of the deer, especially the throat meat. Get yourself some of that throat meat. It's delicious. Here's what I want to do, Frank. I talked to my cousin Cody. You know Cody. Uh, Mm -hmm. I talked to him for three hours the night before Thanksgiving because uh, I missed him, wanted to talk to him, so we, we chatted. Um, and he was telling me about his property and everything that he's doing and all the work that he's doing in his land and like loved hearing him like go on about like the work that yeah. he was doing and the pride that he was taking in his work. I'm like, it's fucking awesome. He's telling me about his pecan trees. I'm like, hell yeah. I was like, did you catch any, you know, did you go out and Does pick out know, any pecans? Okay. Hold on. This is back up to the pecan. He knows how long those take to fruit, right? Oh Yeah. Okay, but, okay, good, good. but I mean, they're, we're talking like old growth pecan trees, and these oh, motherfuckers oh, oh, cool, are like cool. I, no, I just wanted to be sure he wasn't he wasn't ready for these things to produce a massive surplus. No, until he like was ten years. He was talking like these pecans are fucking like two inches, oh, awesome. three inches okay. long. They're big ass trees. He's, he was saying so, and he's like got the undergrowth cut out, and he was going Ooh. on and on. And he was he like, can hunt now. Yeah, he, well, okay. So now you, so I asked him, I go, did you get any, you know, did you pick up any pecans? You guys going to do anything with them? And he was like, no, I mean, the deer and the hogs came through and ate them all up before I could pick them up. I go, time out. How much land do you have? And he told me, I was like, that seems like enough land to fucking shoot one of those hogs on. And he goes, oh yeah. I was like, you know, hogs predatory. They are, you know, they're, uh, what they call invasive. invasive. You can shoot them yeah. You shoot any time. You don't even have to have a fucking yeah. license. You just go there and pop one in the head. He was like, oh yeah, you know, I, maybe I'll do that. I was like, no, 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 you need to do that. Because uh, Brian wants some fucking pork belly, like, now. Like, let's fucking get on this yep. shit. Because, that, like, hog meat? Oh, my God. Holy shit. Stupidly good. Like, people were b- bitching, complaining about, oh, but bacon on everything. You've never had fucking, like, feral hog meat ever. Oh, yeah. They're fucking amazing. And, and, best part? Face. Be- the face, yep. The cheeks, the old um, face. And again, again, boil it. Yep. Um, it's yeah. The key, the key to all this shit is not okay. I'm not, I'm not on this podcast telling you to eat brains. I don't give a shit if you eat brains. Yeah. I'm not telling you to eat the eyeballs. I'm telling you, Americans need to get into. So yeah, the backstrap is good. You know what's better? The fucking throat on a deer. The throat is more tasty than the backstrap that you all fucking love. So backstrap is nice because it's pretty. That's the issue. It just looks great. Yep. Um, but stop throwing away perfectly good meat um, and start bringing home the stuff that's actually real good. I mean, uh, uh, fucking livers. Yeah. Woo. Venison liver is amazing. You guys don't eat it. Fine. Venison kidneys are amazing. Um, th- learn how to make a kidney pie, a steak and kidney pie. Then take that backstrap. Take the kidneys and do the same fucking thing to it. It'll taste fucking incredible. So stop like, you know, 
you, you know what's bad? So so a lot of those. Stop, no, no. Stop quartering deer and actually try to figure out what you can do with all this meat. Well, you leave about 60 pounds of meat. The issue is when you take a deer, a lot of times you fuck up those internal organs that you just mentioned. Like that's that's the, true. That's in the fucking that's in the yeah. kill zone of a deer. But what you can do with that meat that you think is fucked up. Uh, if you're doing it yourself, you can take those internal organs and you can use them as fucking hog bait. And they're amazing. Yeah. Like, or, or predator, or predator bait. Like you lay them out. If you have a coyote problem, you fucking, you can bait in coyotes and shoot the fuck out of them. Or you can, if you're not into killing any more animals, fuck it. Use it as fish bait. It's amazing. Yeah. If you have, if you've ever fished for catfish, use fucking liver bait. Holy shit. You will you will attract some monster catfish just from the stink on liver. You're muted. I don't know what's going on. He's giving me the finger. No, the one minute finger, ladies and gentlemen. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I think it's really just important. The, the thing about hunting deer or just hunting anything. You need to have a plan. If if your plan is go to the processor and order ground meat and some steaks, yeah, folks, you are missing out. Like I, I'm not going to judge. There's plenty of deer out there. There's plenty of deer meat to go around. I have no doubt the processor isn't throwing away that meat. They take that. They donate it to hunters for the homeless. Um that meat's not going to waste, but you are seriously doing yourself a disservice if you are not requesting that uh, these these components. Like you, you should you should really think twice. Um, and yeah, your shoulder mount, unless it's truly worth it, and you didn't shoot it at a blind or a feeder, I'm not going to be very impressed. No African hunter is going to come to you and go, "Oh, where'd you take that?" Oh, was it with a feeder? And you're going to have to say yes, or you're going to be fucking lying, which fine if you want to do that. But if you, if you say feeder, it's just like, okay, I'm just going to move on. Like this conversation never happened. Again, um, because again, it's like taking people at an in and out. I, no, it's like sitting, it's like sitting on the mile of cars in Norman and going, there's a Ferrari. That's mine. Like, Come well, on. no, it would be fucking very rare in Norman because they're okay. not very yeah. rare. I know okay. what you mean, though. You get what I'm saying. Well, that's why it's I like, said it's like shooting people at In-N-Out. It's, yeah, exactly. It's stupid. Like, it, it makes no fucking sense that you're you're prizing this possession that you did. What did you do? You put a feeder out two weeks ahead of hunting season. You then went up two weeks later, waited for the feeder to go off. And before the feeder went off, you corned the entire area to make sure there's enough food to go around to draw a bunch of deer. And then you sat until they came and shot one. Shot one with my semi-automatic rifle. (laughs) But incredible. Yeah. Uh, Dude, people apparently here shoot whitetail deer with 30-odd sixes. That's what I I mean. Well, that's what you shoot whitetail deer with. Uh, No, you can shoot them with the 243. 30-odd six just blows the fucking shit up. You can't eat any of the internal organs for sure. Well, no, but okay. So you're talking about the difference between a 243 and a 30-odd six is not, not crazy different. It, uh, the bullet is a significant. Actually, uh, uh, the larger bullet uh, with a higher velocity going through will cause less damage because it won't. It will go through mm. and through. I, I say you're this. right. You're right. You're right. But 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 the, mm. the, the bullets that people here use are those 
uh, what are those things called? The ones that kind of like you're doing a hollow point expanding. To when they the hit, bullet. yeah, but they it's not it's not a hollow point. But it, uh, I shot one of them last weekend. The intent is to do a little bit more damage on the the yeah, no, entry. One. You want a high velocity round that will go through and through and take everything with it, not do a bunch of internal damage. And not kind of there goes the side. heart. Yeah, no, no. That's why people. I mean, this is coming good from meat. That's good meat, Brian. This is coming from my dad. Remember who he is and what he did before nah, I was he born. He didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Thirty out six was his choice of weapon when he was shooting people uh, in Southeast Asia. So that's the. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, talk about decimation. Well, but it was like it's also high velocity round. Like it's not going if it hits bone, it's not going to bounce around like a like a smaller caliber bullet. It will go through that bone and that's why 30 out six versus uh like a 25 mag or whatever else you're gonna shoot it's gonna go through whatever the fuck it hits so okay so here's here's the thing though okay you say oh 30 out six 243 basically the same thing it, yeah it, yeah i mean until you shoot them they're basically the same thing I, why put yourself through the a 30 out six experience when you can drop a deer with the two four three? <laughs> that's the part I don't get. We use 30 out sixes for kudu. No, oh, like, yeah. Well, I mean, they're, why you're just shooting? What essentially, amounts to a large Great Dane. Like, come right? on now. <laughs> but I mean, it's the same thing. Like the point that I was making with the choice of rifle was a semi-automatic versus a bolt action. Like I grew up shooting only bolt action, only. Because that's yeah. what my dad shot. That's what I would learn shooting. Uh, but then you have people who come out and like, oh, it's just a two two three. Oh, it's two two three, but it's a semi automatic, uh, fucking gas fired with a yeah, high, that's, high, that's high powered okay, fucking so, so, so scope with gas if you've ever ejected. Hunted, again, if you've ever hunted, if you've ever hunted, my first hunting experience in Africa was scopeless. Oh, I yeah. sighted an Impala and fucking killed it. If you are if you are bad enough at hunting to where you need an AR-15 or any sort of semi-automatic rifle. AR stands for Armalite, Frank. Sorry, I had to say it. It was something Parker wanted me to. Oh no. But Frank's Frank's muted. No, uh, so yeah. what I'm saying is is if if in the event you need a true semi-automatic rifle while you are hunting deer, yeah, you might reconsider what your skill set is because it's not hunting. Oh. Um, I don't. I, there is not a single scenario. I mean, and I didn't hunt for fifteen years before I shot my first deer here in America. Not not even fifteen, twenty years. I took three shots at the range. I took one shot at a deer, and I had a dead deer. If you need a semi-automatic rifle in any capacity to hunt, you shouldn't be hunting, period. Yeah. You are a danger to everybody and everything out there if you are that bad at fucking shooting. I, the, like, <laughs> the only thing, like, unless you're shooting, I, here's what I will say, unless you're shooting a predatory animal that is fucking, like, that you're stalking. You need a backup shot, then get a double th You need a, a 357 rifle. mag yeah. on your hip. Yeah. I, but like, that's the only scenario in which like, Brian's out killing for survival he's hunting black bear or brown bear whichever one's fucking more dangerous to people i'm hunting that because that's the only thing out in the wilderness that i can take 
to feed my family for a hard winter, then yeah, no, I'm fucking taking whatever goddamn weapon I have available to me. If that is like, well, um, sweetie, I've brought back bear meat. Um, it's only 13 ounces because I cut it in half with my saw, like uh, like fully automatic 50 caliber machine gun. Um, but guess what? I'm not dead. And uh, there's a lot of blood out there. And I'm I mean, hoping something fair, else comes not, in. It's, in all it's honesty, not practical. Right? It's not, not an accurate scenario. No. Like, so um, that's, that's the funniest <laughs> thing. My dad being the fucking hashtag 2A person that he is absolutely hates semi-automatic like gas gas fired or gas ejected rifles so anything in the ar category he but it, it, it makes total sense hates because them. it's not shooting it's not shooting well in his case so, in his scenario when he was in vietnam they are they are 16 which is what the uh new rifle uh like commissioned to people was uh he saw so many people get killed because the ar or the m16 sorry not the ar16 the m16 would jam because the gas ejector would stall a shell in the fucking outlet and then they would be sitting ducks yeah the timing was off yeah well and it always is because it's a fucking gas gas fired ejection so regardless yeah my dad never trusted he's like well if i can use a bolt action and kill everything that I need to kill, why would I need something else? And that's the true story. Yes. Like the thing the thing that frustrates me is like you I d I don't know. For for some fucking reason in my in my head, I thought maybe there was some reason for an AR fifteen in America. Like oh. hunting wise. Oh. Hunting wise. But I was like Hog I is about it. it. I okay. Okay. Um I said, in my mind, I said, I doubt it because, you know, if you miss a Cape Buffalo in Africa, they literally tell you, load that second shot as quickly as you can because that motherfucker is going to be charging you. you. Yeah. And might kill you and does all the time in terms of humans. What is the most uh, deadly, most deadly prey, like prey or most deadly hunted? Most deadly land animal in Africa. It kills more people. The hippo is as well. So, um, in my mind, I was like, okay, maybe there's a scenario here where people are like, oh, we're just prepped. No. There's not. So there is zero reason the AR-15 shouldn't be banned. It should be gone. It should be off the shelves. Anybody who owns one needs to be forced to turn it in. Um, we need to get rid of this fucking gun. It's a worthless fucking gun. It, it serves no purpose. It is a murder machine. There's no reason to have it in a hunting range. Uh, uh, it does not serve a fucking. Purpose. Here's what I will say: It uh, is not even. There is not a single real hunter out there that goes, "Give me my AR-15 or give me death." Yeah, no, it does. That it doesn't. It, it, AR-15 or any fucking semi-automatic uh, hunting rifle. Could you imagine you someone will, whipping that out in a deer blind? Oh, like, dude, I see it all the time. I have I have coworkers who send me pictures of them take it like sighting in a deer and with like a truly next to him, like in this, in the line of sight, I'm like, dude, are you even hunting? And then they bring me like deer sausage. I'm like, well, I mean, it's really good. But at the same time, I'm yeah, with I mean, you. It, it, I, listen, I'm, listen, we're not talking about the hunting. We're talking yeah, about the act, we're talking the act of killing there. in your head. Give the deer a fucking chance. Here's the, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> here's what a, here's what a semi-automatic uh, hunting rifle is to me. It is the equivalent of an F two fifty lifted on those XD deep set wheels 
that just make a shit ton of noise that you've famously said are the worst tires on planet Earth they on those are. lifted trucks that the just whether it be oh an F two totally accurate sound I know it is I <laughs> fucking drive a lot uh, either F two fifty Dodge twenty five hundred uh, uh, fucking Sierra twenty five hundred Silverado twenty any of those that are the under sixty thousand dollar truck that they can put fucking $5,000 worth of rims and tires on and then sell before the tires go bad because it's going to cost them $1,200 in, in new rubber after 30,000 miles and the 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 vehicle is depreciated 50 to 60%. Yeah, no, all those. That's the same thing. You, you got to fuck Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a, do you have a giant monster uh, green stripe on the back window? You do? Okay, cool. Where's your AR-15, sir? Okay, you've got that. Check. I mean, and, and, but that's 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 the thing, right? Is like it, it, it here's here's kind of if you're a hunter and you hunt and you target practice and you do all that shit, it's fun. Pistol shooter, you know? Fun. Very few of those people that you ever talk to say, Yeah, there's an actual purpose for the AR fifteen in our world. Yeah. There's not. So, target shooting with AR-15 is cool as fuck, but it's goddamn it's cosplay is what it is. It's goddamn cosplay for war. And oh it's yeah, dumb. It's, yeah. We're, we're Call of Duty at the fucking uh, <clears throat> at the shooting range. So, my question would be, if those two people, types of people, came together and said, you know, no water off my back if the AR-15 goes, how quickly would that thing go? But the problem is, is the AR-15 is being used as this like entryway to taking guns away. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. The AR-15 was not a thing 10 years ago. Uh, it was. I, I, I would believe you if you said 30 years ago. Because uh, tw- yeah, even 20 no, years so, ago, so, even 20 yes, years ago when was, the ban was created in the first place uh, and then lifted in 96... It was a fucking huge I thought it was thing. 2004 when it no. got lifted. Uh, it was, it, well, it may have been. Maybe maybe it was. And 96 was when it got put in place. Yeah, but Bill Clinton I remember, put it in place. I remember my dad buying AR-15s for the Purcell Police Department for them Idiot. to use. But it was one of those, like, he, he was... He was funding the police while we now are defunding the police. He was doing yeah, that. Yeah, no, but I'm saying and they it's, were it's, putting it's, it toward like, that bullshit. It's, it's. I'm not saying your dad is insane. What I'm saying no, is no, no. You can say it's, you can it's, say Tom's the deranged fear mongering, right? Like it's like you can do your job without an AR-15. Right. It has been done before. Policing has been done before without AR-15. In way more dangerous times, honestly. Yeah. So so the the, the it's 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 quite frankly. You know, if such a thing exists, it'd be a straw man fallacy. You know, like it's like it's impossible to kill because you're just going to claim that there's some other reason for it to fucking exist. But it is at its core a fallacy. So if we cannot even discuss a reasonable approach to something that is nothing more than what we just determined to be a murder weapon, there's there is no reason to own an AR-15. Every other gun can do what it does. Yep. Um, and better. So if, if, if the only reason is rapid fire, shoot as many rounds as possible with a bump stock, like, I mean, what, what are we, what are we fucking doing here? So let's, let's all get 
you know, on some level ground here and agree hunting's not going away. Agree pistol target practice shooting, all that shit's not going away. But this assault rifle uh, fucking semi-automatic gas-fired bullshit Mm -hmm. that we have now had to become accustomed to that can pierce body armor and shit is horseshit. There is no reason for that shit to exist. Uh, There is is no deer out of nature that you're like, yeah, 30-06, give me that AR-15. Yeah, this is AR-15 well, you, you say territory. It, you say it like you're fucking looking at your caddy, your hunting caddy behind yeah, you. Exactly. Like, give me the AR-15. I got to go along with this. Exactly. Or bring me, bring me the fucking Barrett. I got to go along with this when you take a deer from fucking a, one and a quarter mile. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, um, I'm here in the uh, East Texas wildlife. I don't know if you've seen a real live elk, but good god this thing's huge yeah uh, i'm gonna need jim to get me that ar-15 i might need to take four shots at it <laughs> i gotta pop off four real quick yeah, he runs like, away. oh you called yourself a professional hunter like five minutes ago until you saw the elk you motherfucking i mean come on now yeah this is not how this happens right? so, so it's stupid it's absolutely fucking ridiculous that people pretend like this is a normal gun for society. so i have kind of a reputation around my work uh, one of the, one one of the reputations is that I am uh, COVID denier, and then <laughs> anti-masker, anti-vaxer. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. No, uh, one of the things is that I am uh, pro-gun, but pro like hardcore gun rights, like or gun gun uh, uh, restrictions. And okay. and people like it, it boggles people's minds that I can believe that we have a right to fucking bear arms, but also have a we should have a right to be protected from fucking unnecessary weapons out amongst the public and very, very, very clearly stating kind of what you said about like, listen, if it's not for fucking hunting, it's not for like pure protection get the fuck out of here like it doesn't yeah. like if you can't protect yourself with honestly i don't even i'm not even a big pistol fan because even shooting pistols to me is not very fun much rather shoot rifles long range because it's harder to do and that's that to me is more challenging uh love a shotgun though do love a good saga 12 anyway all that to say but I, yeah, people, but you're talking about like at this point the, the practicality yeah. there's function there's to function it. to these things and you can and, see the function yeah what's funny is so i've i've had conversations with coworkers and explained this my 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 stance on these things about kind of exactly what you said like if i can't kill it one fucking shot and then crank another round into the chamber. I don't deserve to take that deer. And or if I shot it where it's wounded, I then have the onus to track that fucking animal down and kill it before it suffers any more than it already has. Because yeah, now that's I just your, created some work. That's your duty as a hunter. It, because yeah, you've yeah, decided yeah. to take that shot, you now take the responsibility of making sure it's cleaned, it's taken care of, and it's not as a decent human being. You should do that exactly. So to me, that's that's my stance. Um, so I have some people in and around the office who I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or if they are genuinely curious. Um, but they asked me like, Oh, so I bet you grew up in a anti-gun household. I'm like, no, I grew up with a shit ton of guns in my house, like a ton, ton. And then I tell them that, you know, my dad was a Marine scout sniper and he taught me how to shoot open sight with scope, high caliber, 
pistol, shotgun, everything at a very young age. And I like have respect for not only guns, but also the people who can shoot them well. And so I have a, there's a guy at work who we were on a, on a, on a business trip, uh, for, this was a couple of years ago for like annual planning. And he's like, I don't, I, I thinking back on it, the conversation was so weird because I feel like he was trying to big dog me and like, in that way of like, I'm in front of, we're around other people who are way above me in pay grade and, and tenure. Yeah. And he's asking, he's like, Oh, Brian, you, uh, you used to shoot, right? I was like, well, yeah, I used to be a pretty good shot, you know, target stuff. And he's like, you ever hunt? I was like, no, I, not a big hunter, not nothing that I've ever really had interest in. And also never did it very much. Like my dad loved hunting, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't that. And he was like, Oh, but you knew about like long range shooting. Yeah. I I did long range shooting and like high, like intensity long range shooting because my dad would, you know, set a target at like two, 400 yards Mm -hmm. and we would take shots on a quarter or you know whatever whatever size he wanted to do we and it's not about hitting the bullseye it's about placing shots in a grouping and i was pretty good at it like i get outshoot my dad my dad was a fucking marine sniper like i felt like i was pretty good with it and i can also outshoot my brother he can go suck a bag of assholes so it's better than him uh like and with low caliber high caliber it didn't matter so you, you you take these things and this dude was like oh so you're familiar with the Coriolis effect and he like looked over and like bumped his buddy and I was like yeah I am and he was like uh, and he looked at me like oh you are I was like yeah it's the effect that the Earth's gravity has on a bullet so in the northern hemisphere you have to aim at a certain point especially over long range because Earth's gravity is pulling that bullet down as it spins it's going to take it to like, you know, down and right. And he looked at me like I was the biggest asshole on the planet earth. And I was like, Oh, Oh, you think because I don't believe that the AR 15 should be uh, like available to everyone that I don't know how to fuck how a goddamn gun works. Like, Oh, but that's, that's the thing, right? It's, it's like, I think what annoys me so much about the whole conversation is I, okay. So, so shooting a gun well is, it's actually a lot like riding a bicycle. Like to shoot it really, really well is not. Yeah. Um, that takes a lot of practice, especially when you do like the courses and shit. Not my thing. Never been interested in it. But once you have a good respect for what you're doing and you understand, you know, <clears throat> the Coriolis effect, if you really need to, um, when it comes down to shooting a gun, I mean, I took three shots and I knew exactly how I needed to aim the gun that I was shooting. Um, it was not like guns are rarely, if ever, if if sighted in anywhere near properly, rarely, if ever, super far off. You know, they're within an inch or two of wherever you're going to be aiming. And yeah, it's not the perfect thing if you're trying to hit a bullseye. Um, that takes more practice. But just to shoot and hit something, you know that's that's like the Coriolis effect for most people is not going to have a fucking difference in the world because no. um, because so, the velocity of the bullet in a 30 out six versus a two two or 243 makes up for it makes up for it <laughs> so 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 what's funny to me is like y- here you are telling a story about like actually target practicing and this this motherfucker probably never shot a gun 400 yards 
Um, right. I so, mean, because so, he he does a lot of fucking feed shooting, which is yeah. hilarious. So the average the average range uh, on any hunting range that I've been on two now, and um, it seems to be people like 100, 200 yard shots. Beyond that, there's not really much. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Not a big deal. It's not, it's rare that you're going to need to do a 300 yard, 400 yard shot. So it's fine. I was going to say I grew up hunting. Like my only hunting experience, limited as it was was in like uh like central california area in the lompoc area my family my dad's like foster family has a lot of land out there and it's very hilly i mean we're talking you know a couple hundred feet up and down valleys and you're shooting across those valleys and that fucks with everything it fucks everything up if Mm -hmm. you don't know how a goddamn gun works you're you're never gonna hit a target even at like what looks like line of sight you know you know literally as a crow flies a hundred yards at a hundred yards is way yeah. different. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and to, to feel that effect, go play golf in Colorado <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and try to, that, that par three looks like it's 120 yards away. It'll tell you it's 120 yards. You need to hit that ball. Like it's about 80 yards away. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's funny to me because the, Again, having not shot at a deer or a target in with a rifle in at least 20 years of my life, it is just not that hard. Like, yes, I'm not trying to shoot a quarter from 400 yards. You're also not shooting a moving target or anything like that either. No. So... So no, and and that's the thing in Africa, you do shoot moving targets. Well, yeah, and you have fucking but, fast moving targets too. <laughs> yeah, but outside of that, like, it's not it, like uh, uh, what's the movie? Oh, Forty Year Old Virgin. They're putting the hunting on a pedestal. Is what they're doing. <laughs> hunting is not that big of a thing. Like, the right to hunt is a big thing. If you have the right to take some animals on a property and someone has granted you that right, even in terms of payment, you know, you have the duty to do as much with that meat as you can. Uh, If you want to take the horns home, you want to mount it. Great. But don't pretend as though hunting is this big thing. Hunting is a fun thing to do. It is a fun activity like golf, uh, except you do get some really great rewards at the end of it. And that's about it. Um, If someone said the no slice golf ball was illegal, (laughs) <laughs> you're comparing we, the no slice golf ball to the ar-15 is that we what we're might doing? as well get rid of the ar-15 because both can't be used on a regulation golf course i think on that note we got that's a fucking rap point right there that is a goddamn revelation of biblical proportions that's, i let it simmer i let it simmer that's why i was that, like damn frank it's a good one that's fantastic i love that if we ban the no slice golf ball pause <laughs> oh, are we really? Great. I mean, are we really gonna allow someone to take four shots at a fucking deer if you can't hit it the first time? <laughs> my mean, favorite. My favorite is yeah. I killed a deer once. Took me four shots. I ended up killing yeah, it with a like, shovel. Yeah. Is that a story you're gonna be retelling there, bud? Oh, hey, cool. Michael Scott oh, okay. said I ended up killing it with a shovel. Why do you ask? <laughs> In that episode where it was the Halloween season one, uh, uh, where he can't uh, uh, fire anybody. Yeah, shot it four times. I ended up killing it with a shovel. Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. 
Holy shit. If you think this is great, uh, please, we ask you to uh, go over to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app and uh, leave us a positive review, five stars only. We very much appreciate it as we wrap up this episode. Um, We thank you for tuning in this week and every week. Um, If you haven't already, go follow us over on social media at at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also hit us up at nobeardleftbehindcast at gmail.com if you've got something to say to us, any beer recommendations, any topic recommendations, whatever you whatever you got, send it to us. Love to hear from you. Um, for Brian here in North Texas, I am enjoying my last Coors Light in the house. I'm going to have to re-up tomorrow, y'all. Until next time, cheers. Uh, for Frank in far, far, far north McAllen, Texas... Uh, I'd like to preview a dad joke that I think I'm going to drop on my flight to DR for Christmas this year. Um, if the uh, counter lady asks me window or aisle, I'm going to say window or, or your what? I'm out. 